Hello, lovely listener. All the way through, Pete and I talk about this as being podcast number 20. It's not. It's number 18. Oh, we're sorry. It's a daft little mistake. Anyway, that means you haven't got that much to catch up on anyway. Straight on, podcast 18. Oh, dear. Hello and welcome to Funny Looking Pod 20, Pod XX in numerals. Um, If you've not listened to Funny Looking before, it's two men, myself, Peter Jones, and my good friend Gav. Hello, Gav. Hello, Peter Jones. Hello. And what we do in the pod is we talk about things we find funny, things we want to celebrate. We are not reviewers. We are merely enthusiasts. Um, And we're based in Manchester and Liverpool. And this podcast is an excellent introduction to that because we've got a fellow who lives in Liverpool and a fellow who lives in Manchester. Who have we got coming up, Gav? We've got the 2014 Foster's Comedy Award Panel Prize winner, Phil Ellis, talking about funs and games. We'll do our usual comedy roundup. Remember the days when I hated you calling that? I love the comedy roundup. It needs a jingle. Um, we're going to talk to Alistair Clark, who's Liverpool based, starting a new night. Uh, already done his second Edinburgh hour. And then uh, we're going to tease you with the amazing guest that we've got next week. Because we're going to do that. one next week as well. Oh, yeah. Two in two weeks. Then we'll probably take a couple of months off. Then we'll be back again. That's how we roll. Um, so let's start by listening to your lovely chat, Gav, with Mr. Phil Ellis. Hello, Phil. Hello, Phil. How are you? I'm wonderful, thank you. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I can't believe that, you know, you, you know, this is like big time now. Uh, you're all <laughs> over the place. Everyone's talking about you. Uh, I don't I don't know you at all, but I'll say that um, uh, we have a shared pal in Julia Cloughley Sneddon. Yes, wonderful and, lady. Uh, absolutely. And um, I, I saw Unplanned Orphan last year. Oh, brilliant. And it, <laughs> we, 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 it was genuinely, I mean, we, we, it's, it's in the podcast. It was just one of the highlights of what I saw. It was just so good. Oh, thank you. Cheers. It, it's, uh, it's a shame that everyone felt that way. It would have, <laughs> <laughs> it might have been a bit better, but uh, it's one of those... Uh, yeah, I was really proud of that show. Actually. And, uh, again, I think it captured a lot of uh, the comedians' uh, uh, imaginations, and uh, uh, they got on board with it. It just, I think, it was one of those things that because we'd been under the radar for a bit, it didn't quite gather pace until a little bit, probably a bit late, I suppose, in the Edinburgh run. So, probably about two weeks or so in, it started to uh, realise, oh yeah, God, it's a shame this didn't happen a bit early. But uh, it's a super. It really was superb. It really was. Um... I, I, I know I don't want to say anything without like trying not to sound too much like a knob really but it really no, was um just so refreshing and so different and and it was what it was just fantastic going in not knowing too much um and which is what made um me more annoyed that I didn't <laughs> get to Edinburgh this year to see funs and games because it was one of the ones we just had on that list of right whatever whatever this is gonna this is gonna be. It looks like <laughs> our kind of stuff, and it seemed it seemed like loads of people who agreed with that. Yeah, it was that was it was it was like um, 
Well, last year with Unplanned Orphan, what I wanted to, it was my first Edinburgh hour um, for the full month run. And, and, and what I wanted to do was, uh, my kind of, just basically something that I thought was quite a funny idea was a, was to do the fake, this is going to be an emotional journey. So all the press releases were very serious. Well, not very serious, but they, they, they stated that this had happened. I found out I was adopted when I was 30 and it was this big emotional uh, hit for me and I became an alcoholic and uh, struggled with gambling and all these other things. So when all the reviewers turned up, they thought it was going to be this really in-depth exploration of that. But when they turned up, obviously, uh, as you know, it was just an idiot who was still using notes for the full month and, uh, and got the times wrong. So a bear show started before he finished and uh, I, I used to pay a, a, someone to dress as a bear and fly her for a show that didn't exist for an hour a day just to uh, <laughs> just to keep up the pretense so that when it happened people went oh I've seen the flyers for this show so all that kind of thing and then last year during that run uh, I thought wouldn't it be funny if the same guy thought oh I'll just try trying to do a kids show next year but turned up with the same uh, ignorant approach that he just knew nothing about kids and just thought he could just wing it because the posters made it look easy and uh, <laughs> so that was the idea so 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 uh, yeah going up this year was really fun and, and a surprise actually that it, it took off the way it did I really didn't think it would be quite that it got uh, it picked up popular. a head of steam didn't it, it and it kind yeah. of there was a noise coming from within the comedy community as well about it yeah I think that was a very that was the most important thing about it really that that um, basically the comedians got behind it and then they were talking to, obviously, uh, they're, they're much better mingling than me, a lot of people. So they were like in bars or things after the show or just bumping into reviewers or, or, or agents and just saying, oh, you've got to see funds and games. And, and, and that really made a big difference to us because then these people started to filter in, going, what is that person? I respect that person. I like to find that person funny. If they like this, then they must be right. And then... Yeah, so it was it was because it, within the first, the very first show we had to poll basically. So I went up uh, to to into the room and there was no one there. And I walked down to the box office and there was uh, two ladies and two children walking up to this. I mean, the, the venue was such a weird location for a kids show as well. I remember the first day I went to the show, there was someone smoking a spliff on the steps and a smashed bottle, and I thought, yeah, this is child friendly. Uh, and uh, I'm walking up to the venue and these two kids and one was crying just going, I don't want to go to the show. And I went, oh, are you, are you going to the Funs and Games? He went, yeah, we are. And he went, I don't want to go. I thought, oh, this doesn't work a good start. So I went, well, don't worry, I tried to give him a sweep, which is, in the show it's creepy, but in an alleyway it's even worse. <laughs> so <laughs> I got a sweep rejected by a child, even though his mum was trying to encourage him to take it, which is the worst thing she should do. But um, <laughs> then... Um, I went to the box office and I checked and we had sold just four tickets. So I'm back up and they were still not in the venue, but a little bit further up and he was still crying. So he didn't want to go to a show, but the other kid wanted to go to the show. And then I got into the room and just before it started, uh, they went, well, welcome to the stage. Fellas. And all I could hear there was silence. except for one kid going, I don't want to be here. So I just walked out and went, should we just call it a day? I'll give you your money back. And so I just <laughs> refunded the money and, that was day one, so off to a great start. <laughs> and, uh, I think the turning point probably was, um, we've gone for about a week or so, and um, I started to get a little bit concerned about the numbers because it, we had one really good weekend where uh, it sold out pretty much, but it was two for one, so I knew that was the reason it had done well. <laughs> uh, but the 
we still weren't getting the we were, people were talking about it and saying it was really funny, but they weren't we weren't getting the press in. And I knew that I'd done such a bad press release, and obviously, no one knew particularly who I was, so they weren't, we weren't going to get the big papers in. But then I think a few comedians had spoken to uh, Kate Copstick basically, and she came in one day and just loved it. And it was a really quiet day as well. I think we only had two children in. One was uh, Sam Wills, his uh, kid Rafferty, and Sam Wills is the boy with yeah. tape on his face. Uh, tried to arm wrestle his toddler. Uh, <laughs> and, and then a little girl called, I think she was called Charlotte, and she was in. And they both just loved it, which was really good. And all the credit, and, and Kate Copstick was really got on board with it. And so she she bought a T-shirt and went around talking about it. And I think because of that, uh, a few other people went, oh, they must be onto something if, you know, this is getting this sort of... And so it just built and built. But again, that was only, again, because comedians have been in and, and gone up and spoken to a person and said, Get, you know, and then, it, yeah, and then it started snowballing with the, the reviewers and then, then the, the, the awards people are coming in and, 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 yeah, it just started getting crazy. What about this um, not being able to nominate, be nominated? Oh, yes. Um what happened was um, we had some of the, the, the Foster's people in and then uh, because at first I, w I was saying to the, the, the just the tonic staff at the venue said I don't want to know when reviewers are in or anyone because it get me more nervous but then I realised that I had no production team or PR and it was just me doing it so I had to know otherwise <laughs> come to person they go actually do need to know so I saw that they were in but then there was a bit of a rumour that, oh, that was it. I think a couple have been in, but then, or oh, actually, no, do you know what? I think, this is not by my memories now, they hadn't even been in yet. And what had happened was they were going to, but then they realised it was in the children's section, so they were, uh, the, the venue was told they can't come in because there's no point because it can't get nominated because it's not in the correct section. So I think I might have just bumped into someone and said, oh, that's a shame. You know, I made a bit of a mistake with that. I thought it would work better in the kids section because then it'll be a bit more of a surprise that it's such a weird show and also if people the reason I only did one show as well as if anyone did enjoy my show last year and they wanted to see me again they'd have to come to this show and there wouldn't be another like just solo show they could go oh this is definitely just a kids show they'd hopefully look at it and go oh we might do something a bit different let's go and see him at this one so that's why I put it in the kids section but uh to be honest, I, I think they may have come in anyway, and it was just that they were a bit delayed. So all of a sudden, yeah, a lot of comedians and everyone jumped on board. Seemed to. And it was really quite, yeah, it was really quite fun. But I didn't realise it. So I was out doing the flyering, and then I looked at my phone, and there was about 40 or 50 Twitter uh, notifications. <laughs> and all these people going, yeah, stop being lazy, Foster's Comedy Awards, go and see the show. And I was like, okay, this is really exciting. I thought, yeah. thanks, everyone. And then I got a phone call. Uh, from the venue going, they are coming in, Phil. If you tell them to start coming on. <laughs> and they came in and, and we didn't get nominated uh, for the, 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 the best show or the newcomer. And on the day, I was actually a bit... Because they'd all come in, the awards people, yeah. and I was really convinced. I thought, this is surely... This, you know. And again, you don't go into these things to get an award because that's just the wrong attitude. You just go in and do what you want to do. I mean, the only reason I did it was out of sheer stubbornness because everyone said you can't do it so I thought well, I'll do it and it was just it was just sheer that was the, the only reason I did it and uh, and the fact this was so close I was so excited and then we didn't get it and there's, there's actually a photo from uh, London is funny I've seen it and they, yeah it's, it's brilliant is it they, it's Jim <laughs> who's just been nominated yeah <laughs> for Gaines 
And then, but yeah, because I, I, what I used to happen in the show is that the elf would leave first, which yeah. is played by James Mead and James, uh, yeah. James Family Good Shop. Uh, Will Duggan, who's Bonds of the Dog, would leave second. Um, Uncle Mick McFerry is dead at the back of the room, so he just stays where he is. And then I used to slope off, and this is on the Wednesday, and I, uh, it was the day of the nomination, so I went backstage, and Jim is uh, almost uh, changed up the, the elf outfit. He's so excited. I went, oh. And then Will turned around to me and went, oh, James had been nominated. And I went, oh, well done, mate. And then he looked, I looked at him and went, have, um, and he went, no, we haven't. And I looked at my phone, I just saw see all these apollo, like going, oh, never mind. And I was there going, oh, God. And then this photographer popped on the corner and went, hey, uh, here's John from London. It's funny. Uh, he's got the photo straight off the performance. to get the real feel of the show. And it just, it's just me looking at the camera going, <laughs> looking it's, disgusted. It's, uh, well, that's right. in, in hindsight, <laughs> with the benefit of hindsight, it is just one of the most perfect post-gig pictures. So did, did you get any nod and a wink to be there or...? We did, yeah. I mean, it's done in a quite a weird way, really. So um, it was suggested, but again, you don't. They can't. Obviously, they've got to say make sure you're there on the day, but they can't say you've won something either. So, so you don't really know where you are, and it's it's a bit of a weird position to be in. And I think I felt better with that because I, I would have felt really awful if I was up against someone else and they hadn't. If there was other nominees and I'd won it, I'd have probably felt a little bit. Like embarrassed or something, you know, just going, oh, good, sorry. But I think the, the Power Prize is quite a nice thing to win as well because one, it, it sort of says you've got the spirit of the French, which I think you kind of did. Mm. And then it's, it's, it, then it, but it also is that you just sort of stand alone, so you don't have to walk on. And everyone was, and my favourite moment from the French is that when they announced the, the Power Prize winner, they said, uh, I think the first line was, uh, this was under our radars, it was in the children's section. And in the awards ceremony, you could hear, everyone start cheering and it was just this amazing thing that I went on oh, no, all the comedians were just dead happy for us Good. and it was just the nicest feeling I was like oh my god this is brilliant uh, and yeah so that was like the nicest uh, and then we went and did one of the worst shows we'd done in about two weeks we <laughs> 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 just all walking around really dazed I was like going this is crap <laughs> no we won this for it <laughs> but without yeah, Unplanned so Orphan you wouldn't have Funs and Games would you? No, no. And again, Sons of Games only came out of that show and, and it was meant to be a lot darker at first, Sons of Games. It was going to be quite... Phil genuinely didn't know what the hell he was doing to the point that it was just a total chaos. And again, it was kind of meant to be the same uh, uh, narrative almost, like the same kind of, this would happen. Some people just go, oh, can't be doing with this and walk out. But then as I started developing it, I actually went, well, actually, I did quite like, you know, I, I think kids are funny and I think it would be good to get them to enjoy it yeah. as much as the parents do. But then it was just trying to figure out how to get the two enjoying it for different reasons. So that was the so that was how it developed quite a lot. And, and, and I'm, I'm glad we did, actually. I'm glad that we sort of took that decision to take it that way and not just be too... Because, to be honest, I can be a bit self-indulgent at times, and I think that's what the initial idea was. But it actually went, well, let's all just have fun. It's a really fun show that's also interesting. And, you know, and you can... But it's just... Yeah, it worked out. Lucky. I'm very lucky. I it don't. Worked out. I don't. <laughs> having, I've not seen Funs and Games, but having so, see, I saw you, so I saw that Unplanned Orphan, I saw you at the Five Minute Fringe down in, in London last year. That I don't think there's any luck. I think surely it, it, this outcome is that, that adage of kind of a, a strong idea and a strong ethic. And I think it's just something to celebrate. What else have you got in planned or things that you can tell us? 
Well, um, okay. Well, there's a few things I can't divulge yet. Yeah, um, that's as, right. you know, Good. Well, that's, yeah, that's, well, that's exciting enough. That's exciting enough to hear. But it yeah, is, cool. isn't it? Yeah. Of course it is. I mean, planned-wise, I don't... Um, whether or not I'm going to go uh, to next year, I think if I've got a strong enough idea uh, and I, I can do enough with it, I definitely would because, I, you know, I love it. I think it's a, it's a great... I love gigging as well, and obviously I do a lot on the weekends at a lot of the clubs, particularly in the north. But I mean, uh, Edinburgh is just a completely different platform. You can just do whatever you want, and it'll work or it won't work. But it's it's your it's on your terms, you know, and, and you, you you take the hits or or you know you can also take the nice rewards and go, oh that worked. So it, I'd love to do it again, but it, it would have to be the right idea, I think. And in the meantime, it's just developing. Maybe try to do more from the games and looking at other ideas and stuff I can sort of do. Oh, I'll tell you the, another thing we're doing actually is um, Danger Precinct. I don't know if you've seen Danger Precinct. I have, very I silly, have. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, a very silly <laughs> online show that uh, is written, directed by uh, Liam Bolton and George Cotier. Uh, it's a very good friend of mine. And they, uh, <laughs> two very good friends of mine. And, uh, and this year they're, they're, they're doing series two and it's so much bigger and Silly, and the, 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 I'm not saying the footage because people have been there, but it's supposed to be very, very funny. So uh, that's that's coming out soon, and, uh, and um, uh, obviously I'll be doing more episodes of this ridiculous online thing that I do because yes. I'm so lonely. It's fantastic. So, uh... It's fantastic. <laughs> and we'll put links out to that as well. I'm, I really Brilliant. appreciate your time, especially you know as it's it must be all go for you, and I, and I hope. You know, I hope it is as exciting and as satisfying as it looks from the outside. Oh, no, thank you. So that was Phil Ellis. And what's great about, because um, we've done this podcast for 20 episodes now, is that somebody we spoke about at last year's Edinburgh, 2013, when you saw his show, Gav, is now doing his 2014 show, and it's it's growing and it's even more exciting for him. And, um, yeah, it was just really enjoyable to hear him reflect on that and you have a chat with him. So excited! I'm genuinely excited about seeing Funs and Games on Sunday because that's what we're doing. Funs and Games at the Comedy Store in Manchester this Sunday, and we're taking the kids because I I loved Unplanned Orphan so much, and it was just it it's the ungamely um, fanboy in me. This I'm chatting to a guy who I saw do a piece which I thought was absolutely stunning, and I'm I'm seeing the next piece which everybody uh, thinks is brilliant. How exciting is that? It's really exciting. And what I love, Gav, is that your daughter has now will now have seen Phil Ellis, Foster's Panel Award winner, and Simon Munnery doing Lack and Scepter. I know. It's she, not a bad education. She, she might be bullied for it, Gav, but in 20 years' time, she'll be happy about it. <laughs> oh. Sorry, mate. Um, so Phil Ellis is in Manchester this weekend, like we said, at the comedy store. He's in Manchester all the time, really. Um, that's where he's based. We'll be but there. We'll be there, so come and hang out, guys. Who <laughs> gives a shit? Yeah, exactly. Uh, we'll be funny-looking T-shirts. <laughs> we won't. Um, and if you live in London, whew, get you, then you can see Phil Ellis at the Soho Theatre. He's doing a run there from the start of December through to the start of January. Um, and also, at the same time, James Acaster's on at the same time. He was on our previous episodes. So Soho Theatre, a really good place. Check it out at SohoTheatre.com. I predict that's going to get a massive head of steam because it's, people are going to be excited about seeing funds and games and, you know, they're just going to go through the roof. That's my prediction. 
Well, we can reflect on that next time. We also do a quick piece about what we saw this weekend. In our very soon-to-air pod 21, because of the very exciting guest. And now, dear listeners, the best part of any podcast... It's the rambling middle bit where we talk about things we like and find funny. Comedy Roundup! That's sickening. That was a sickening level of fake enthusiasm. I'm enthusing. Gav, Gav, tell me about something you've seen recently. I've not seen you in ages. You're not enthusiastic in real life. It's not coming across well. I'll tell you what I'm enthusing about. Toast of London, Series 2, Matt Berry, just brilliantly angry, dark... Um, fantastic opening music and that just gets me excited stupid it's one of those brilliant sitcoms where it's just stupid and I love it I love the whole conceit and it's one and it's one of those things where if you if you haven't experienced Toast of London you should sit down 4OD watch it from the pilot all the way through catch up because it's just a beautiful nonsense that does sound amazing Gav Um, something fantastic that I saw recently and you know what it's pretty obvious um, but maybe not everyone knows. Josie Long is the most wonderful person to spend an hour with listening to talk about anything. Um, and I also think really important, especially with the uh, election coming up, and she did two gigs in a night in Manchester a couple of weeks ago, one at the Manchester Library, which was beautiful, and then one at Excess Malarkey, where she could just do whatever she wanted. And, oh, it was just fantastic. And I came out of it feeling really great, a bit angry about the world, but just really enthused Um Absolutely fantastic. How good is and, she? How good has she always been? And how good is she getting? And more exciting than that, in, well, possibly your lifetime, how good is she going to get? She's unbelievable. She's been doing stand-up for longer than she's not was doing stand-up. That's how long she's been doing it. Um, and she's going on tour next year with her latest show, so you go and see that, because we saw bits of it on McCunslith, and it's just wonderful. Um, but the other thing I saw, XS Malarkey uh, supporting Josie Long, was a guy called Tez Ilyas, who um, just never heard of him before, came in and just ripped the place apart. When someone just comes on and just does 20 minutes, and it's just the best thing in the world. Um, and he's not overtly political, but as a British Muslim, he, he's got a lot to say about a lot going on in the world. And it, didn't, it just was really interesting, really fantastic and utterly hilarious. That's exciting when someone gives a name and then says how good they are, and you've not heard of them. That's just like, oh, right, okay. And I want to get him on the pod. That's how much I like him, Gav. There you go. You've just set yourself a task. Damn it. <laughs> so after interviewing him, I went to see uh, Robin Ince live, and that was always a treat. I've seen him a couple of times before. Just seeing pace of ideas, seeing, again, experience, seeing someone who can just... And he admitted himself, the first half he was a bit under the weather, he talked about it and just had a brilliant explosion. And I loved it. And then the second half, it just flew, just absolutely flew. Just seeing someone of such quality, like you were talking about with Josie Long, it's just a treat. It was, um, And he's still touring. And apparently he's having a big gap off of um, uh, touring comedy. He's having a big, like, 15, 18-month break. So he's still touring. You can listen to his interview in the previous podcast and go and see him maybe you're like you know get get something do something else and and this this will be the end and that'll be a tragedy oh god he seems like he's always on tour i know but like, he's having time like, off like bob dylan 
don't know. He's he's having time off. He's going to America and doing things. I'm, you know, maybe just like seeing his son. But go, go and see him live because he's so he's so good. Um, that is good recommendation. Other thing, very excited about seeing. For those of you who uh, enjoyed Funny Looking One, we talked about a sketch troupe called Sheeps, and they're in Manchester this weekend, and I can't wait to see them because we saw them at McCunthless last year. Absolutely fantastic. Liam Williams is involved, um, who's also utterly fantastic. Uh, fantastic sketch comedy, group therapy in Manchester. Always brilliant every month. So excited. I'm going to recommend a podcast, and it's one of the funniest things. Do you, do you laugh a lot, Pete, when you're on your own? When I'm on my own? Yeah, do you no. laugh out loud? No. no. I don't. I don't. And I, I enjoy comedy, and I listen to comedy. I'm enjoying it. But it's very very rare that I laugh out loud on my own to the point where I can't breathe. And recently, the Angelos uh, Epithemu, um, Barry from Watford podcast, has made me... There was one point when I was driving, I was laughing so hard, I was quite worried because my eyes were scrunching up. <laughs> and I was... And it's like a contemporary, sillier stream of consciousness... Derek and Clive, Pete and Dud, really, when they were just bouncing off each other, and that infectious points where they just laugh. They 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 go down a road, they say something which is very naughty, and they're laughing, and then it, you just can't help not laugh with it. So it's Angelos and Barry podcast, genuinely terribly funny. Come on, round up, done, Gav, done. I'm drained of enthusiasm. I'm a husk. It's sickening. Sickening. Not a but bad list, though. Good stuff, mate. Good stuff. And coming up now, we've got the second interview of Podcast XX. Alistair Clark. Gav, introduce it. So Alistair Clark is a Liverpool-based... Um, a young fella. Already done his second Edinburgh Hour. A uh, producer running his own night setting up his own night and because and, and this excites me he identifies himself as an alternative comedian and i think he really is in that proper old school vein alistair clark so tell me about you alistair so um i'm a stand-up comedian uh, i started about, well, 2011, but I've been doing sketch comedy for a few years before that, and um, kind of just, you know, started out doing sort of the normal stuff that everyone else does and kind of just trying to be... Didn't really know what I wanted out of it, because I, I kind of was concentrating on sketch as what I wanted to do, and then when my sketch troupe fell apart, I sort of was like, well, let's do stand-up more, so... The, the classic story of the sketch troupe. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's the problem, isn't it? You're always splitting money, and... Um, and there's no and, money. And Yeah, there's no money, and you're splitting ideas, and uh, that was the hard part. So uh, when, when we all wanted to kill each other, I thought it was best that we just stop. And, yeah, um, stop just before the killing yeah. begins. And then, and then that way I can just go, well, I can do what exactly what I want now, and, um, yeah, you have a lot more control. I mean, the only person I've got convinced of doing something is me, which is nice. <laughs> so, yeah, I've been, you know, just, just do, gigging around gigging around doing that whole thing um, done the fringe a couple of times um, was that sketches. with the sketch or was that just by yourself yeah I did I did. I had my first sketch troupe we did a show in 2011 then my second sketch troupe 2012 and then that broke up and I was kind of like well these sketch troupes aren't going anywhere <laughs> so I wrote my first um, solo show called Alistair Clark BA Honours which was sort of a sort of knockabout 
funny thing. It was about it was like an autobiographical stand-up show about uh, my life at university. Then this year, I sort of took a more political show up. Uh, asked to Clark vote Russell Brand, and that was all about political apathy. So, what am I going to do next? Who knows? Political ap- apathy and probably the most political soup in the UK forever. How did that? How was that? Uh, it was the it Scottish was, elections, and yeah, I mean, like everyone asked me what I thought about it, and I kind of was like, I don't, I'm not informed enough to have an opinion about this. Um, I kind of, I, I always said that it I doesn't stop a lot of politicians. I know, so yeah, that's well, very honourable of you. Yeah, and this is the thing. I kind of thought, well. If it was me, I probably, I probably would have voted yes. But it's quite easy for me to say that. I just, I think, I think that just shaking it up's better. I, I, I think um, it was, it was. I, I was a bit sad when it didn't, when it didn't happen. So tell me about the show then, if it, that political angle, because I, I mean, I, I have, have quite. A, um, I'm assuming from a left wing bent, because otherwise yeah. you're out the bleeding door. I tell you what. No, no fair enough. Oh, all right, you're all right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It was, it was. Well, basically, the whole show was kind of. It was. It was. It used, it used Russell Brand as a lens to explore political apathy, and it sort of um, it started off with um, Russell Brand's Newsnight appearance and I said oh, I watched that and then I ended up sending him some tweets and then and then that sort of set off a chain of events that um, sort of comment I don't really want to ruin it too much because no, no. uh, it, it's, it's a really fun show but that's sort of the starting point and you're still touring it um, I'm going to be doing it again definitely in Liverpool and I kind of do want to do a bit of a tour but well, yeah, let us know yeah. when you've booked it, and yeah. we'll, uh, we'll, because I'd like to see that. Yeah, I missed it at the Comedy Festival. I had to be away, but it, it well, was on my list. Well, I was actually doing the uh, I was actually doing <laughs> last year's show at the Comedy Festival because they were they sort of said, "Hey, can we do the one that you can sell to students?" I'm like, what? Do students not like politics anymore? What's happened? But, um, <laughs> well, they're apathetic, aren't they? Absolutely. <laughs> which is why which is why we can try and radicalise them. No, not, no, it's not what it's about. It's not about <laughs> that at all. But um, it's fun. It's it's sort of like the anti-brand show, but also kind of sympathetic to what a lot of what he says. It's like you should vote. I think you should just vote. Yeah, but like you know, but that's not enough, is it? <laughs> that's the problem. But yeah, it was a fun show, and I was really pleased with it. It was a hard fringe though, just because, um, well, lots of reasons. But um, like my first, I was doing two shows a day. I was doing like a double header with my mate at the start of the day, and uh, that was like five past twelve. And then my second, my main show was at twenty-five to eight, so I had six and a half hours in between. So like. Is anyone going to come to my solo show? <laughs> so, couldn't really relax. But, I, you know, in terms of audiences and numbers and laughs and stuff, it was great. There's three bucket nights currently running in Liverpool. You what, know? Are what are they? What um, Well, there's, there's the Melo Melo Comedy Night, which is no longer at Melo Melo Claps Close. That's here. That's run by the Legion of Doom. That's yeah. the alternative comedy Rob night. Rob Bond. Yeah. We need, yeah. To, we need to get him in. He's a smashing fella. He really is. Um... The, another comedy night, which is yep. at Maguire's Pizza Bar, run by yep. Dave Anik now, because Joe Monroe's given up. Uh, and uh, my night, shining new comedy at the uh, at the Lantern Theatre, yep. once a month. And then also now, the Alt Collective. Come on, tell us about that, because we had a quick chat about this. This is yeah. a, a new night you're, you're running, eh? Yeah, absolutely. So basically, the whole idea of the Alt Collective was, about a year ago, I kind of realised that we had this really sort of cool alternative, sort of alternative scene in Liverpool, where we've got a load of acts doing new, interesting work, taking it up to the fringe, doing this every year, and no one really knows about it. <laughs> like, you know, the fact that we, you know, like, we, we've got to a point now with Shine New Comedy where we're getting a decent audience every time. But, you know, about a year ago, when we started, you know, if we got, like, 25, we were happy. And that's in a, that's in a big theatre space. Well, not big, it was a fringe theatre space, but it's big, big for us. Mm. Um, and it's kind of like, I kind of realised that we had all these really cool acts... And a really cool scene, but we don't really get out much. And the thing about Liverpool is it's a proper bubble. Like, if you know about it and you go to those nights, you're going to see things that are cool and interesting and funny, but not enough people know it's there. And 
I don't I don't think people know about Liverpool's the comedy scene. I think I think because when I asked you know when I started trying to book a night and asking people to come over from Manchester and stuff, people weren't really as you know, they're a bit like, oh, well, there's, a, there's a thing happening. And then they come and they're like, wow, this is a really cool night. And it's like, yeah, and we've got all these other acts that are great as well. And so what I tried to do is I sort of said, the thing is that all the, all the nights were sort of different. So to sort of showcase it, I thought what I'd do is I'd get together with the guys who were in another comedy night and the Melo comedy night, and we'd put it all together and try and just run, you know, like put, put on like a big showcase thing and then put it out online so people can hear it. Um... And you know what? We had the first one during Liverpool Comedy Festival, and it went really well. So we'll be doing it again monthly, and um, and sort of trying to put it tell out. us how people can find out about that, and we'll point to it as well. Well, um, we've got Facebook. Um, we haven't quite got a Twitter yet. It's been. It's basically, I'm really bad at organising things for the most part. <laughs> but um, lots of comedians are. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I, I, you know, you know, just give me a, give me a microphone, and I'll be fine. But uh, give me a spreadsheet, and I go, what on earth is this? How am I supposed to use this? But no. Um, so, like, there's, um, we've got a website, uh, thealtcollective.co.uk. That'll hopefully be up and running soon. Um, we haven't got a Twitter yet. Sort that out. Sort it out, come yeah, on. Yeah, I know, I know. This is going to be a monthly night. Yeah, that's the whole point. And then we'll... we'll if you have, like, a regular fixed, fixed day or... Um, well, we're trying to do last Thursday of the month. Um, we don't know whether that'll happen this month because the Legion of Doom are doing something. So, it's, it, you know, it... It's kind of. I thought. I thought I could come in here and be like, "I've got a date for you." It's in the next one. Well, um, get it to us. I will and we'll do. Put it out, and we'll definitely because it's exactly where we're coming from. Yeah. I do think there is, you know, and also you want to ride the, the next wave. Yeah. Of comedy and the next wave, it, everything goes in cycles. I think. It? I think there's. I think, and the and the thing is, is that at the moment, I think there's lots of um, really cool sort of. Um, just to say, like, there's a there's a lot of really cool, interesting people doing things that recommend aren't... a few. That's what we like oh, to okay. do. Funny. Well, obviously, I mean, like um, Liam Bolton is like beyond anything. He's you know, the, and you know, you've got people like Liam Pickford as well, who's you know, good. All the Liams, the Liams are good. Basically, Liam. Yeah, but then you know, like um, obviously, Gaines Family Gift Shop, Will Sexual. The thing is, there seems to be like a, a, there's there's uh, I saw Jane Edwards the other day. I booked her. She's brilliant. Um, there's like you know, but obviously. Legion of Doom, they're great. Um, we've got a guy called Danny Hayes, who's like a sort of scouse guy, does like stories, he's awesome. Um, Sam Freeman's really good, actually. He does uh, sort of storytelling stuff. It's like it's, The thing is, there's kind of like this, you've got two, <laughs> at the moment I, I see there's like two ways. You've got you've got the people who just go out and absolutely destroy the form and just do something absolutely hilarious without any rhyme or reason. And you've got the people who are sort of doing something that's definitely stand-up but trying to work within those parameters to make something new and interesting. So it's kind of a very cool sort of thing, and you kind of got to book it in a weird way because it doesn't. you've got to try and make it match. Right. We're going to come along. We're going to trumpet this. We're awesome. going to, it, it's, it's something that we think has been missing in Liverpool as well. I mean, I don't get to go out as, as much as I should to as many gigs as I want, but, we want, but I'm going to, we're going to do this thing um, because it's exciting. Yeah, I, I think that. I think that. It's... Um, it's I really think that we can have something special here. We also talk about Manchester too much as a company. We're supposed to be a podcast about Liverpool and Manchester, and I'm, I'm really glad you're giving us something to talk about in Liverpool yeah. as well. So uh, give us some shouts, and we'll shout it out as well. Yeah, thank you very much. Cheers. Pleasure. Looking forward to it all. Awesome.
what's so good about that chat, Gavin, what I really enjoyed was the fact that there's so much going on in Liverpool now. Because we're always talking about Manchester, we always talk about excess, group therapy, dead cat comedy, go to the King's Arms. So much going on in this little scene in Manchester. It's great to hear something similar happening in Liverpool and it must be exciting for you as a as a residence and council taxpayer. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I've got to get out. I don't think they receive any of that. Got to get out there, got to support it and it, it is exciting it, it, because it's an untapped scene. There's so much good stuff happening if you can come together and so to so all the follows are in the links of the podcast and on the on the website funnylooking.co.uk follow at the alt collective on twitter find at the alt collective on facebook and uh, alistair clark himself as i say you can click those links and just get involved i also want to give a a little uh, plug again for our uh, chums of thatcomedyblog.com who do a brilliant roundup of the interesting stuff that's happening in Liverpool and beyond and that's good and look at the look at how maybe we, it was good, I was going to use the term fostering how the, the, the North West comedy scene is always fostered fantastic um, uh, comedy and, and Phil Ellis is part of that and Alistair Clark would be part of that and funny looking we're, we're just like just hanging on there pretending, begging, wanting to be a a cheerleader for a tiny part of that as well. Just infusing, just infusing all over it. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of me. So we're coming to the end. uh, We've we've yet to announce who the special guest is on the next episode. And uh, we're not lying when we say it's genuinely very exciting. Um, But before we do that, Gav's going to tell us what he's got up to on the internet recently. Um, I'm definitely not going to do that. And you're going to have to wade through this bit, but there's good stuff on the other side. So don't think, don't think you can just quit now. Listen to it. It'll be worth it. All right? This oh. is, you've come this far. Go a little further. <laughs> this, Gav, go on. That's a savage. That's savage. It's affectionate. It, it's not. It's, it's hurtful. And, uh, which is unfair because, of course, I describe it as a nonsense. What, what am I doing, Pete? What am I doing? Why am I talking? to a series of strangers now from around the world on a Sunday night on Funny Looking Life on Spreaker. If you don't know what Spreaker is, it's a web radio, it's a community. Uh, There's a Funny Looking Live every Sunday night with different topics and different nutters phoning in. uh... (laughs) Don't talk about the audience. Yeah, they are. They're some very, very worrying people. And Gavin ended up on American Podcasts. Yeah, well... uh... They uh, talked about Funny Looking on the Double Special podcast and they re- refer to it as facetious. <laughs> so I'm not arguing with them. So I phoned in and ended up having a bit of a conversation with them. More exciting than that for me uh, is being involved in Brad McLean's 30 Minutes in the Back Room, a podcast you can find on Spreaker and on iTunes. Brad is an Australian comic performer all over YouTube, uh, very, very, very funny, uh, and a fish salesman. And he, he does a weekly sitcom called Shipwrecked. And I, in an extraordinarily hammy performance, am shipwrecked on this island of crazies. Wowzers. Australians. Australians, Americans, Cumbrians, Irishmen... Um, Scousers and me just can't, just spreading the good news across the just, world. Just we're singing. Um, it's nonsense. It's it's very rude, 
Um, it's quite um, robust in its humour. <laughs> it's very, very silly, and I'm very proud to be involved. Shipwrecked. Shipwrecked. Well, Shipwrecked. I hope you have a lovely time. I'm having a lovely time, Pete. I'm having a lovely oh. time. Thanks for all your support. How, how are you enjoying it? What do you, what are you particularly enjoying about my I'm washing, washing my hands of it. I'm washing my hands of it. You're a terrible man. Pontius Pilate over here. Um, I was brought up in a very Christian family, hence that reference. Yeah, deal with very it. Good. Very good. Um, anyway, funny looking XX, done. Don't say <laughs> 20. Okay. Pete, it, there was a long time between the previous podcast and, and this podcast. And, sure, sure, sure. And I'm, I'm never happy with that. Well, let's just bash another one out next week. But Pete, for us to bash another podcast out, we need to have something really good up our sleeves. Well, we'd have to have it in the can already, and we'd it'd have to listen to it and already certified its greatness. We'd have to have something recorded. We're really excited about releasing... Tell them, Gav. No, I'm not, I can't. That's too exciting. Guys, there's going to be an interview on the next show. Get this. We haven't done the interview. Oh, my. We're just, just going to intro it. And it's, we're going to intro it and just play it. It's this chat. I can't say it. You say it. So our friend Sean's doing the interview. He's a really nice guy. Uh, he got Lovely married man. last year. It was a beautiful ceremony. Beautiful. Had a Neil Young covers band. Really nice. Um, but Sean, only when I met John Bloody Kearns. John Bloody Kearns. John Bloody Kearns. This week, Foster's 2014 panel prize winner, Phil Ellis. We go and see Phil. Next sure. week, John Bloody Kearns. Foster's uh, best newcomer, 2013. Foster's best bloody, 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 2014. I can't do any more than that, mate. If you don't want to listen, then there's something medically wrong with you. In the meantime, Pete, I reckon people with very little effort could go through our back catalogue, listen, catch up, do the 20. Get do to the 20. Point. Do the 20 between now and, and John. This is the start of a new era. So we'll speak to you very soon, dear listener. Tell very, very friend. soon. Follow us, find us, do what all podcasters ask. Find us on iTunes. Give us a review. It does matter because it gets us exposed a bit more. A real review. It costs nothing to you, but it means a lot to us. Funnylooking.co.uk. Find us on Twitter. Come round our house. Make you a cup of tea. Don't come round my house. Are you talking to me or are you talking to the audience? Just you. Is this the real life? Is this just fantasy? Caught in a landslide? No escape from reality. Open your eyes, look up to the skies and see. As just a poor lad. I need no sympathy Cause I'm easy come, easy go Little lie, little lore Any way the wind blows Doesn't really matter to me To me Doesn't matter to me
Put a gun against his head Hold my trigger now he's dead Mama Life has just begun But now I've gone and thrown it all away Mama If I'm not back again, this time tomorrow, carry nothing really matters. Nothing really matters. Fuck it, Jesus! Too late, my time has come. Shivers down my spine, body's knackered all the time.